This is the Leadership Forum. Consider if everybody did what you are doing, would the world be a better place? That's a principle for just checking whether what you are doing is correct. Welcome to the Leadership Forum, where we explore principles, practices, and perspectives of effective leadership. Welcome back. You are at Hope FM. Listen and live. My name is Grace Mutiso. You are on Praise Junction and the session today is the Leadership Forum. I'm hosting Reverend Dr. David Duginde and you know today focusing on leaders around the cross. Allow us to go straight. Bishop, welcome back. Thank you. So who are we focusing on today? Today, uh, well, I'd, I'd thought we would look at three people, but now that we have only half of the time, <laughs> we talked about <laughs> the corruption corrupted our time. <laughs> so It's important. So we will look at, uh, I'd intended us to look at three people, Peter, James, and John, and uh, just their perspective to leadership, their kind of character, and how that would apply uh, in, in a, a leadership environment. Mm. Let me start with James and John. These were brothers. James and John were brothers uh, known as sons of Zebedee. Their father was Zebedee. And uh, from the little that we are told, there's not too much about James. Mm. Uh, there's a reasonable bit about John. Mm. And John, John is a very, uh, comes out like a very, uh, affectionate person, you know. He always around the leader, uh, trying to do, uh, be very close. Mm. He, he even writes and say he's the one who sat close to Jesus. Jesus. They even ate together. Mm. He lay on his bosom. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you know, mm. that's, that's John. He defines, describes himself that way. So he, he looks like a person who really loved attention. Uh, these people who want to be close, want to be identified with the leader, um, wherever they are, love good things, you know, positive remarks and positive attention. And you'll find those kinds of people in your team. Mm. You know, they, they are always close to you. Uh, they want to be your right-hand man, as it were. Mm. They, 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 where you sit, they want to sit. Yeah, and they like they want to be what I hear being called. They want to be in the kitchen cabinet of a leader. They want they to that? be part of the deep state. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. It used to be called kitchen cabinet. Yes, this is called deep, deep state. state. <laughs> mm, okay, mm, that's like, that has hit home. <laughs> that mm. has hit home. Mm. Yeah, it's the current language. Mm. So. John is that. Yeah, yeah he, he, he's not the kind that will be working on the periphery. Mm -mm. He's not the kind of person who is happy you give him his work and he is happy to go and do it uh, without bothering what else is going on. Yeah. He wants to be the inner core. He wants mm -hmm. to be in the, if there's a, a, an, a committee where the, the, the chair is, mm -hmm. he wants to be there. Yeah, you know, seated next. Seated next, mm -hmm. you know. He's the kind who says, uh, today we were with so-and-so. Mm. You know, we, we, were, we went visiting here <laughs> and there. Mm. That's John. And, and he takes selfies. Yeah, with the king, <laughs> with the leader. He, and he will bring it back. And he has no problem telling you that I did this. Yeah. Read the gospel according to John. And he talks about himself. You know, the disciple that Jesus loved. Yeah. 
that's how he how do you write that <laughs> even if it is true <laughs> it's like blowing your own trumpet. rampant yeah you know this is the disciple that jesus loved so john is that kind of a person very affectionate which is not bad mm. uh loves to be very close to the leader and uh, his brother James is not so much that way uh, but doesn't mind being in the inner circle uh, to for them to be together I don't know between James and John who was leading the other mm. but they they seemed to have that kind of experience so they you find that when now Jesus talks about going to Jerusalem uh, when he was actually saying he's going to Jerusalem and he's not coming back. Now, I imagine that what John and James are hearing is that I'm going to set up my kingdom. Yes. We have been operating on this setup, but now we are going to build a headquarters mm -hmm. in Jerusalem. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, in their thinking, now structures and systems are being put in place for this movement. There's going to be the CEO, there are going to be deputies, and so on and so forth. So, if we are not careful, we may find ourselves on the periphery. Yes. So, <laughs> we better secure our place early. Mm. So, we find them, therefore, in Mark chapter 10, coming to Jesus... And uh, the Bible says that they came and said, Teacher, we want you to do for us whatever we ask. I find it a very, uh, what, childlike kind of question. You know, the way yeah. a child comes to you and says, Mommy, yeah. uh, will you give me what I ask? Mm -hmm. So you are supposed to answer before you know what, what it, it is. is. <laughs> and yeah. that's what James and John uh, come to Jesus and say, we want you to do for us whatever we ask. Yes. So, but Jesus was not going to be tricked into that. So mm -hmm. he asked them, what, what is it that you want me to do for you? And they say, you want one of us to sit on your right mm -hmm. and the other one to sit on your left. Right. So they have no difficulty asking for these privileged positions sure. for two brothers in the team. And... Uh, they really were of that mind that you secure your space. In, in, in leadership and management, we say strategic positioning. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. so you, you position yourself strategically yes. so that as things happen, you are in the right place. Mm. Uh, you have thought ahead. Again, like Judas, uh, on the positive side, they are... They think ahead. Yes. They are strategic. Yes. Again, no, not too aggressive, but very strategic. Very, uh, they know how to deal with things. It appears from the record that we are given that they were talking to Jesus when the others were not there. Mm, they waited for a right for moment. For the right moment mm. so that they can bring their request to Jesus when the other people were not there because the bible says that the others heard about it later, later. <laughs> yeah <laughs> they just heard about it later mm. again very strategic people you make an appointment with the ceo 
there's something I would like to come and discuss with you and uh, you are given an appointment and you come and the thing you're talking about is not how to make your work better or how to move the organization forward or how the things that you are thinking for the work that we, we are doing. It is about yourself. You want a promotion, mm. you want a bonus, you want, you know, uh, you had a new branches being opened and you think it's very strategic. Yes. You, 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 you say, in case you need somebody, I'm, I'm, I'm available. <laughs> and ready. I'm and ready. Yes. And, and put your credential there and, and say, this, this, I would be very privileged and honored uh, to take up this, mm. yeah, to be your PA, yeah. to, to travel with you to London. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, so this, this is a kind of person. So I see James and John, their perspective to the organization is, is very personal. What can I get? They see leadership from a positional point of view. Uh, and that is what is driving them. And, and I think I said it last week, maybe I, I didn't, mm. that how we view leadership is how we practice leadership. Mm. So for James and John, leadership is about positions. Yes. And the faster you can secure a position, the better for you. So you'll find these people who they join an organization and they are, they are telling you within the next two years, I want to be this, you know, mm. because their, their mind, their focus, I want to be the head of department yeah. within the next one year or next two years. Mm -hmm. I want to be the CEO in the next five years. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they come with positions in mm. mind. So their thinking of growth and development mm. is about positions. Position. And do they have like a structure of how to, or they're just focused on, I just want that seat? They will work on it. James okay. and John, if you now read uh, the Gospels, yes. not just the book of Mark, mm. you find that this was discussed at home because their mother also mm. comes to say the same thing, yes. to ask Jesus mm -hmm. the same thing. So... It was not an ad hoc thing. Mm. It didn't just happen on the spur of the moment. Mm. They sat at home with their mother and discussed. Jesus has said he's going to Jerusalem. Mm. This is what we think is likely to be happening. How do we position ourselves mm. in this situation? And they must have agreed. You go and ask. I will also come and put in a word. Mm. So these people normally... They plan. Mm. So even the, their work output is geared towards that. If it is that we want to impress the, the leader, the CEO, our supervisor, I will do whatever it is to impress him so that by the time I'm coming to ask him uh, to give me that position, he can see, yeah, you are actually... You've done well. It's almost automatic. It's almost automatic. Yeah. This John was leaning on the bosom yeah. of Jesus. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> who else can sit on the left and the right mm -hmm. other than him? Yeah. 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 So they they work they work towards it. So while you you are doing just you're, you're just doing your work for the organization for the 
for the meeting of the mission and vision mm -hmm. of the organization. Mm -hmm. There are people who are doing their work with a very clear agenda, yeah. uh, and they will get it mm. if you are not careful. Yeah. Interesting. So it doesn't just happen. Mm. Yeah. So people who are given to positional leadership mm. will work with that in mind. Yes. So almost everything they do is how do I get to be the supervisor of this department? Mm. And sometimes uh, they play politics. How would that look like? It looks like what we have just seen. Mm. Yeah, sometimes it looks like what we have just seen. Wait when people are not there and go and cut your deal. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> because the Bible says when the others heard about it, they were indignant. They were yes. so angry. Yes. That doesn't sound like uh, something that was well appreciated. Mm. Because these people felt that you have gone behind our back. back. You know? Mm. Undercutting kind undercutting, of thing. Undercutting, yes. So that's, mm. that's, that's, that's politics. Mm -hmm. Politics is undercutting. I see Grace is likely to be getting this post. So I see, what can I do to make sure she doesn't get it, but I do? So I'll start doing certain things uh, with the leadership or with my work such that by the time the opportunity arises, I am the natural person. Mm. And Grace thought this was my <laughs> job. <laughs> Just fast, fast. <laughs> so organizational politics comes in uh, that way. Okay. Uh, people who endear themselves to the leadership, people who do their work so that they are noticed. Mm. Uh, these people do not always are not people who are working towards the benefit of the organization. Mm. They are working towards personal benefit and personal development. They will do the work in the process, but ultimately, they are looking for that position. Mm. Ultimately, they are looking for that bonus. Mm. Ultimately, they are looking for that recognition. Mm. And, and, and that is what is driving them. So, uh, Bishop, if, if um, this kind of uh, follower in an organization, is the leader able to identify them? Or it's hard to identify such kind of a, a follower? Or uh, I'm assuming a leader. Maybe they're in a lower level and this is what they're doing towards that. Is the overall leader able to identify? Oh, yes. If you're a good leader, you should be able. Because one of the one of the things that we train people in leadership is political skills. So that you're able to see that this person is playing politics. And we see it in Jesus. Mm. Jesus identified immediately that these people are playing politics. Yes. So what does Jesus answer? Uh, are you able to drink the cup that I drink? Mm, you know? Yeah. In other words, are you able to pay the price yes. for this organization? You are looking for your own self and your own benefit. Mm. Are you able to also sacrifice for the organization? That's what Jesus is asking them. Yes. Because, in fact, he says, these positions are for people for whom they have been designated. Mm. 
In other not words, anyone. it is not they are not they don't come easy. Yeah. It comes with sacrifice. So are you able to drink the cup? And when they said yes, then he said yes, this cup you will drink. Mm. In other words, sacrifice for the organization. Positions are not just dished out mm -mm. by coming in the into in, in my office or waiting for me at the car park. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how positions are got. Yeah. Positions are got are given to people mm. who have sacrificed their lives for the work. Yeah. And so a good leader should be able to recognize that and to deal with it. Mm. Jesus did that. So he told them, this is it's going to take sacrifice for you to be able to sit to the left or to the right. Mm. But that is the CEO who will determine, yeah. the chairman of the mm -hmm. board. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because me, I'm the CEO. The yes. chairman of the board is the one who will determine that. Mm -hmm. God is the one who knows who will sit here because this is a designation. Yes. Uh, these are reserved seats. Mm. So you're not just going to get it by waiting for me at the car park mm -hmm. and saying, by the way, boss, I had something. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I've been thinking about, I'm thinking for, a about for a while. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then you say, yeah, 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 why not? Mm. No. So a good leader should be able to identify mm. these kinds of people and deal with them. Okay. Uh, yes. One more before uh, we proceed on. So let's assume I'm, I know I'm going ahead of myself or our conversation. So if this kind of a person gets into that position, mm -hmm. will they really be effective leaders? That spirit and attitude carries on, even if you are at the top. Even if they get what they really wanted. Yes. You see, now they wanted to sit on the left and the right. right. So they have sat. They have sat on the left or the right. Yeah. The next is, I want to sit at the center. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> of course, there's a center. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So this, this ambition, and when they feel... Um, that they have exhausted that. They, they jump ship. They want to go to the next organization. It's, these are the people who tell you, I reached the ceiling. Oh, there is a glass ceiling. There's I can't a glass pass ceiling. Here. I can't pass here. I feel I'm stagnating. I have a lot. I, have, I still have a lot no. to give, and I don't think I can give it in this organization. So they, they see the next place where they can sit on the left or right. Mm. Yeah. So they are, they, are, they are never satisfied. They, they keep going to the next place and to the next place. Yeah. Okay. I end there. You end there. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. But, but Jesus, uh, typical of him as a great leader, takes that opportunity to, to say something powerful about leadership. Mm. And he tells them, what you are asking for is what people ask for out there. Mm. You know? Yes. Those people who do leadership anyhowly, this is how they do things. Mm -hmm. Because out there is survival for the fittest. True. That's, that's what Jesus is telling them. He says uh, that uh, he called them, you know that those who are regarded as rulers of the Gentile, lord it over them. In other words, they take advantage of their positions to oppress those who are below them. Mm. That's how it is done out there. Yeah. But good leadership is not about lording over others, being on the left or on the right. He says, 
good leadership is about serving. serving. Yeah. So you and you can serve from any position. True. You can serve any position. And he goes to tell them, I am at the center of this thing, but I am a servant. Mm. Yeah. In this enterprise, I'm the CEO, I'm the boss. Mm. But if you look at me, I am a servant. Mm. Because even I did not come to look for a position. I came to serve. Yeah. That's what Jesus is saying. So he he removes them from that positional hierarchical structure to a place where everybody serves everybody. Leadership is about service. It is not about lording it over other people. Mm. It is not about the benefits that come with being at a higher level. It is how can I serve the people that I have been put over. Mm. And, and this is so powerful because it is only people who have captured the ethos, the vision, the mission of an organization that can serve. Yeah. And such people don't care about hierarchy. Mm. They believe on why are we here, you know? Yes. And therefore, they want to deliver on that cause. Mm. And this is what brings me now to Peter. Yes. Peter is that kind of a leader. Mm. Peter is that kind of a character who buys into the cause. He is about the movement. He's about the organization. He's about where we are going. Mm. You, you, you see it in Peter. He bought into what Jesus was about. Yes. So that, why do I say that? Uh, there's another study series that I do on, on succession and transition management. Mm -hmm. And Peter ends up at the top, the place where Peter, James, James and John, John wanted. In fact, not where they wanted. Yes. He ends up at the center. Oh, yeah, where Jesus he, was. Them they wanted left or right. Right, yes. <laughs> Jesus is the one at the center. Yes. Jesus says, now you are the one who is going to do this. Yeah. How did Peter end up there? Peter ended up there by passing a very simple interview. Because Jesus comes up and talks to his disciples and says, who do people say that I am? A simple interview question. Yes. And that first question, almost all of them attempted. You know, mm. they, some are saying John, some are the Baptist, some are saying Elijah, some are saying... Uh, the, one of the prophets, you know, and mm -hmm. so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. So each person is giving what they have heard other people Same. saying. Then Jesus asks a second question. And out of the 11 guys, only Peter answers. Mm. So he asked, but who do you say that I am? The John wanted to sit on the left, <laughs> on the right, <laughs> has no answer. <laughs> John has no answer. All the disciples have no answer. Mm. But Peter says, you are the Christ. Mm. So Peter is the one who has actually recognized what this movement is about. Yes. Yeah. He knew the vision. The he mission. knew the vision and mission. These people are in this organization, they're in this movement. <laughs> they have no idea where this thing is going. 
And Jesus right there says, and upon this, you, Simon Peter, you are the rock. Yeah. And on this, I'm going to build my church. church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against you. I'll give you the keys. Mm. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Right there, he gets the job. Easy. That James and John wanted. <laughs> Want to see the leader in secret. <laughs> he gets in the in presence public. of everybody else. Yeah. You know? Mm. It is in live television. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, none of them mm. could dispute yeah. or argue over it. Mm -mm. When they heard of what James and John had done, they were angry. Yeah. When they hear what Jesus has told Peter, no one is angry because mm. it was plain. The question yes. was to all of us. Yes. I didn't have that answer. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So Peter buys into the cause. He is the person who is thinking, mm. where is this movement going? Mm. Where is this organization going? Mm. What is our vision and mission? Mm. What are we about? And it is very clear in his mind. This is what this thing is all about. So when Jesus asks, he says it. Yeah. Another time when he does, he says, where can we go? And you're the one who has life. You know? Mm. So Peter was very clear in what organization he's serving, what movement he's serving, and what it was about. So these are the kind of people in your team, in a leader's team, who have bought into the cause. Mm. They know what Hope Media is about. Mm. And they believe, I want to make a contribution into it. Peter, when the soldiers come, in fact, when Jesus says he's going to Jerusalem, uh, while James and John are seeking the left and the right, mm. Peter tells Jesus, you are not going. That that is not <laughs> over my dead body, <laughs> you know, yeah. because he sees if you if he goes there, yeah. he might be killed, and this movement is finished, Dead. you know, yeah. it is finished. Mm -hmm. So what happens to the rest of us? Mm. And this is a great thing that we have been part of. So he he seeks to prevent this from happening, and in my view, is a positive thing. Yeah. Is that that he didn't know the broader picture. But he has bought into the organization and he, if he sees anything that could derail, he's ready to say, even to the boss, mm -hmm. let's not go there. Mm. Yeah. Very courageous. Very courageous. Mm. Yeah. Let's not get there. Yeah. Because this could derail us yes. from what we are about. Mm. When in Gethsemane, when the soldiers come to arrest Jesus, Peter pulls his sword and is ready for war. Mm -hmm. Again, defending the organization against external aggression. So it gives you the picture of a person who is sold to the organization, yeah. who has, uh, who believes in the cause, who believes in the vision and the mission, and is ready to do whatever it is. Uh, to, to, to defend it and to make sure that we survive uh, for tomorrow. Mm. So Peter is an amazing leader when it comes to that. Mm. But like we said, there's always a flip, flip side. side. Yes. Uh, you know, when you're talking about Peter, the positive, it sounds like 
this is the person I'd want in my <laughs> Of course. He is. How do does he even have googling my does he have a negative? <laughs> Let's talk about the flip side. The flip side of Peter is that he's self-preserving. He 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 would when things really get bad he would rather live than die. <laughs> At this point can't die for the organization. <laughs> He, he still believes in the organization, <laughs> yeah. but uh, self-preservation mm. is key for him. Mm. So, <laughs> when when he finds himself, therefore, in a place where, mm. you know, Peter, the reason I say that he was a, a, a strong believer in the cause, yes. he, as far as we know, he is the only person who followed Jesus to the trial. Mm. Even though he didn't go hiding, yeah, hiding, <laughs> mm. but he wants to see what is happening, <laughs> and if there was anything he could do, yeah. he would be willing to do. Mm. But when he is confronted with a risk to his own life, he says, "No, Mm-mm. no, mm. uh, there, <laughs> I'm not willing to die. I want to live yes. and see the salvation of oh, the no. Lord in the land of the living." <laughs> so he, yeah. he therefore. Uh, in that denies that he actually is part of this organization. Mm. He, he, no, 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 I'm not part of that organization. Yeah. So he denies. Mm. But even then, he is still committed. Yeah. In his heart of hearts, he's still committed to the cause. Mm. So when the cock crows and Jesus had told him this is what would happen, he regrets it. He, he just feels so bad. Mm. How could I betray the cause? How could I betray the cause? So when finally Jesus rises up from the dead and empowers them and commissions them to go and uh, be witnesses to continue with the, uh, the original mission and vision that mm. he came for, Peter is at the forefront. Yes. So you see him in Jerusalem, yes. on the day of Pentecost, when people are asking, what is this about? He stands up mm-hmm. and he says, this is what this is all about. Mm-hmm. Peter is very clear on the vision and mission again. Yes. And he can articulate it very clearly. When the Sanhedrin uh, and, and the chief priests and the rest want to scatter them, they say, we are not going to be scattered. Mm-hmm. We are carrying this thing forward. Because now he has been empowered by Jesus, and now he's ready to die. Yeah. But that trait of self-preservation carries on with Peter. Mm. And unfortunately, from a human perspective, mm. derailed his leadership. Because you find now, when it came to the Jews and the Gentiles, you find Peter again in this self-preservation thing. Mm. When he is with the Gentiles, he says we are all Christians. Mm-hmm. But when he's with the Jews, <laughs> he says these people need to be circumcised. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no clear stand. No clear Where stand. are you? Because he knows if he brings this, or he imagined that if he brings this whole thing of Gentiles joining the, the, the ministry, he could be in trouble with the leadership yeah. and they could do harm to him. Mm. And so that thing of self preservation again just kicks in for Peter very naturally, mm. you know? Yeah. And and that is the flip side of 
of Peter's uh, personality as, as a leader, as a follower. Mm. And like I said, some have heard me say this, I believe that's where Paul was brought in. Because Paul is clear. Mm. Him, he believes in the cause mm. and he's ready to die for the cause. Mm. For me to live is Christ, to die mm. is gain. Mm. So him, he doesn't care about all these things. Mm. So Paul takes the best of Peter. Mm. And the flip side of Peter, he is okay with it. Mm. So Paul becomes the uh, de facto uh, leader uh, of the church mm. because of that very clear vision, very clear commitment, um, ready to do anything, ready to die, which Peter didn't have. Yeah. Mm. I'm just thinking of a real practical example in an organization where a Peter would would exist and I'm looking at this is now the overall leader is the CEO of this organization and has Peter traits of leadership. How would that yes. look like? The Peter trait is the kind of person who will fill the organization with his people. Oh, so you'll find that if he's coming from a particular region, those 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 guys, are, oh. he's comfortable with these people. You're looking at me strangely. Uh, <laughs> I'm shocked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm shocked. I'm wondering how that organization would work. Okay. So would and there are many of them around. Would pick relatives. Even if the organization, even if the organization is not his or hers, yes, like it's not my own company, it's not great. It is, it is, it is, it is, it is an any organization is okay. a, a, in even a global organization. Yes, and by that way, we have such global organizations where at the local level, mm. you go there and they they can speak in their language. Okay. Yeah. So they pick people. They pick staff members, team mem followers, best of. Must be from my tribe, yeah. Family member, even yes. Sometimes family members. Mm -hmm. You have. I don't know whether you haven't seen, but there are NGOs, mm. international, global NGOs, branches, where the wife, the children, and the others are in the board or are in the staff team, and they are quite okay. They are. They are happy. Okay. By the way, sometimes they don't see it. Mm. Yeah, because it is a trait that is within. Mm. Yeah, so Peter, in my view, would be that kind of a person. Well, such organizations thrive, really. I'm assuming a scenario where there is a big mess or a conflict. So how do such leaders survive? How do such organizations that's why, survive? That's why you need a poll. So sometimes you need a poll to come in and... Uh, refocus the organization because remember with Peter's kind of leadership from where I sit just again I'm speaking very humanly here yes. uh, I don't think that the movement would have gone globally with Peter with Peter at the helm yes he would have it would have stayed in Jerusalem mm. but remember the mandate was Jerusalem Judea Samaria uttermost part of the world yes but with his kind of uh, flip-flopping on the place of the Gentiles and the non-Jews, if he was, had just problems with those people who are 
in Jerusalem already who are not Jews. Mm -hmm. How much more problem would they have with people who are not Israel? Mm. But you see, for Paul, when he comes in, he gets this global perspective of the ministry. And he gives it. And he says, I became all things to all men. So whichever place he goes, he adapts to that place in their culture and fits in. Because his ultimate objective, the only uh, um, permanent thing mm. is the mission. Yes. Everything else can be negotiated. <laughs> but the mission, the gospel has to move forward. Yeah. So you find those kinds of people who then can take the organization further. Uh, because they have bought into the mission, they have bought into the vision, and that is what they are pursuing. Mm -hmm. Everything else can be negotiated. Mm. Yeah. So it is, if you have that kind of a leader, you you can't go very far with the, with the Peter syndrome. But if you have a Paul, before long, you are in the global networks. Mm. Yeah. Okay. But if it's a follower, how can the overall leader help a follower who has the Peter syndrome? Because the organization needs to grow. You know, we need to go global. Sit with them. And, and again, speaking human language, yes. Jesus tried to help Peter. You remember the trance? Mm-hmm where a sheet was lowered from heaven and brought to Peter, and he was told, rise up and eat. And he said, no, I don't eat those kinds of things. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't even recognize. Yeah, he couldn't recognize. And Jesus is telling, don't call what I have made clean, unclean, mm -hmm. because Jesus, uh, Peter is still saying, I don't associate with the Gentiles. I don't eat these unclean things. But Jesus is saying, no, I have already cleansed it. Now it is okay. He, he doesn't get it. He's taken to Cornelius' house and he sees the Holy Spirit come upon the Gentiles. And he's amazed that actually the Holy Spirit comes upon the Gentiles. But once he lives there, he forgets. Mm. He's still stuck. <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes we are, it's a blind, what we call a blind spot yeah. in leadership mm. where you, you, there's some things that are just hidden to you. You can't quite see them but they're affecting your leadership. Mm. Yeah. Okay. For, 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 for Peter, it was this thing of Gentiles mm. and self-preservation. Okay. Wow. Thank you. Before we wrap it up, let's get to our question of the day segment right here on the Leadership Forum. Question, question of the day on the Leadership Forum. Thank you. Our question of the day today, Bishop, uh, one of our listeners called Millicent is asking, I have a leadership question. The current turbulent times uh, that requires a leader to be agile, how do you deal with hostility that arises when you change course as a leader and you are seeing the bigger picture, whereas your subordinates are still stuck in the vision you had sold to them and are rigid to change? Mm, interesting. Um I will use her word vision loosely because I normally say that there are only three permanent things that define an organization. First is the vision, then the mission. And these are not the statements. Mm -mm. We are not talking about the vision statement. Mm -mm. We are talking about the vision because that's what gives birth to an organization. The mission. 
that's what gives birth to an organization and then the core values what drives us core values so those three are what define our organization to do not change everything else like i said can be negotiated can be changed so when you talk about agility is about the how we do things but it does it is we are still focused on our vision we are still focused on our mission so if you are a leader and your members are not willing to change how we do things how do you what do you do we say that number one you have to recast the vision because vision is bought vision is not shared vision is sold and bought so recast the vision remind the people what we are about as an organization and then bring in the current context how would we meet our vision and mission within the current context because the context has changed seek their views seek their views what do you think we could do in order for us to meet our vision and mission in this changing environment and you'll be surprised maybe they have ideas so when you gather all those ideas and then synthesize them you may find that even what you wanted to share with them is included in their contribution and since they have the ones who have brought it up then you have synthesized then you come back and i hear you people saying <laughs> that this is the way we could go in order to meet our objectives our vision our mission within this current environment there will be no objection because they participated in the decision making many times people reject what they have not participated in mm. so you may be very passionate and of course as a leader you have given this thought if you are a christian you are prayed over it oh, yes. you know <laughs> and <laughs> god the and the lord has spoken to you <laughs> yes. and so you just want to come and get it going that you will get resistance learn from nehemiah mm. when nehemiah wants to come and rebuild the wall of jerusalem these people have been in this place for a long time how do you get them to work so he comes and shares with them the vision paints the bad picture of where they are and the good picture of what could be by the time he's through and he puts a question to them everybody say let's rebuild mm. let's rebuild so sometimes people resist us because we have not made the vision clear so recast the vision don't assume they know okay and then paint the picture of the current environment and then solicit their views on what could be done for us to operate in this environment okay mm. public participation public participation <laughs> <laughs> followers participation in this case member thank participation you. member participation yes thank you thank you we could pray for us before we say bye bye just pray for leaders and followers who are listening to us let's pray again lord we thank you for the time that we have spent together uh, this morning thank you lord for the insights and that you've given to us from the scriptures and from the people where we may have misunderstood misinterpreted your word we pray you forgive us but that which is true that which you can be useful i pray for our leaders who are listening that lord they will take it implement it and may your spirit help them to see great success this is our prayer we pray in jesus name
Thank you, Reverend Ogindi. It's always a joy to have you. See you next week, but one good willing. Amen. And may the Lord go ahead of you in the process in between here. I'm praying for you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Amen. Amen. That's the Leadership Forum right here in Praise Junction at Hope FM Listen and Live. My name is Grace Mutiso. God willing, let's meet again next week, Monday. Have a beautiful afternoon. Thank you for tuning into the Leadership Forum. Join us again on alternate Mondays for deeper insights on leadership. The Leadership Forum, discussing leaders and followers.